Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. But you really should support Russell Tuck and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Russell Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Russell Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hey mate. Hello mate. How's it going? Good Hi. mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Good very mate. Well, thanks. Good. How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I mean, I've only been here two days, uh, and then I had yesterday off to go to Margate my missus's birthday which was a lot of fun that's right it is your missus birthday mm-hmm. isn't it and she's got some drinks tonight mm-hmm. which i've now double booked myself oh. for oh no i just remember bring him yeah just bring him just along bring mate. Him. just bring okay. him along mate just bring him it's fine um but anyway yeah what did you do in margate uh so we went to the turner contemporary art gallery Ooh. very nice they've got an exhibition at the moment of seaside photography mm. and it's just there was one recently at the uh Maritime Museum in Greenwich that we went to that was re- like it was mostly like Martin Parr stuff mm. who does very like vivid colour capturing of the seaside and, and that, that that one was mostly about like the idea that like if you can take a snapshot of a, of the seaside they're kind of timeless they, do, they, they move in a really interesting time warp way mm. you could take a, you could take a snapshot of the seaside from like the 1970s now even earlier than that and it would basically be the same thing yeah. and like they, they are sort of immovable immovable by time this one was much more about like the way that the seaside has been used as part of british culture and the way it kind of frays society's uptightness Mm -hmm. in britain particularly like during world war ii obviously like places like blackpool and brighton and stuff like that were a massive escape from the bombing and the shelling people would go down there and and ballroom dance in blackpool tower and all that kind of stuff so i still think blackpool is an escape yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, differently, you want to escape, like, <laughs> but like it's it's that kind of thing of like it was it was this place where the the kind of even in even in the Victorian era, it's a place where 
uptight Victorians would let their hair down and be like, be photographed and pose their families. It's really, really interesting stuff. And then like moving through to, you know, places like Brighton and stuff, becoming hubs of counterculture, mod scenes mm. and all that kind of stuff, activism. It's just a really interesting look at something that, you know, my mum's always lived around the seaside and yeah. I've, I've always spent a lot of time there and I never really thought about it in that way quite so vividly. I mm. always just thought like, blooming people sit on my beach. <laughs> Get off my beach. Get off my beach, mate. Well, that's very lovely. And you're yeah. off next week as well. And I'm off next week, yeah. So away for the weekend, going to Glastonbury-ish. Yeah, uh, ish. But without... The, the, the festival, festival bit. Yeah. So just well, that's long gone now. Tour, isn't it? tour, tour. <laughs> just Glastonbury yeah. tour. Really into it. Uh, and then Lisbon next week. Oh, oh very nice Lisbon. indeed, I mate. Know. So I'd imagine then Pete Quinnell will be doing the NXT review with us next mm-hmm. week. Pete's in the room. You can say hello, Pete. Hi. Yes. Yes, I am doing the NXT review. I think. I just thought actually I'd better say your name now because you're going to be on the first half of this podcast doing am, your NXT yeah. predictions. That's so true. probably should say hello now. Hi. Hi, Pete. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Good, yeah. yeah. I'm just setting up the rest of the stream while you guys are doing the rest of the things. That's what I like to hear. Good. Good, Good to Matt. check in, find out you're doing work. <laughs> <laughs> Back to work. Back to work. Uh, yeah, which will obviously be the follow-up to uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto. Oh, yeah. Video Package Mania, as we like to call it. I mean, it. yeah, but there'll be some There's some pretty good matches, I think. Yeah, we have indeed. We've well. got um, Breezango versus Forgotten Sons. We'll likely get Matt Dane. Matt Dane. Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane. Yeah. Jordan um, Miles versus uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, yeah, as good as Trevor Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? There's actually like loads of matches that are sort of happening at this takeover event that aren't part of the takeover. Card. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's actually a bit more jam packed than usual, and and I think a higher tier of matches than they normally have. Yeah, on the takeover on the, the NXT after takeover. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And if you are interested in watching takeover, myself and Oliver Davis will be live streaming our reactions to it live as the show is taking place you can have us on one screen and take over on the other screen and have a jolly old good time join in with all the chat and maybe I'll, I'll run my own live stream from Glastonbury <laughs> but it'll just be me being drunk in a field I mean that's probably going to be better than what we and Ollie do but yeah you know it's yeah, yeah, it won't yeah. Be, and it won't be anything to do with takeover no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, we're not going to have any Super Chat debate emails. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be reading those out from now on. That conversation is done, though. It is, the, the, the poll has been said, but we are, it's not the final version of what's going to happen with the Super Chats. We're still working on that. But anyway, uh, Michael emails in to say, Hey, guys, just wanted to pop you an email to say how great you guys are at what you do. I'm mainly a pod swafter, but I sometimes dabble with the YouTube videos. I was listening to this month's extra podcast. That's Wrestle Ramble Extra, which uh, Ollie and I do where we review old pay-per-views as suggested by our Patreon backers. Uh, that was reviewing the Invasion pay-per-view. And so many things were said during that podcast I related to so much. Ollie's grandparents living in Canterbury... So are my grandparents. And I always find myself joining in with your singing outbursts. I was t- uh, on a two and a half hour car journey while listening to it and was constantly chuckling away to myself. Uh, I've enjoyed watching wrestling since I was in my teens, watching Smackdown every Saturday on Sky One. That was at a time uh, when the only wrestling show I knew of. I left education and got a job working at a gala bingo, now known as Buzz Bingo. Didn't really follow it much, but would every so often watch it. I fell back in love with wrestling when I was about 22, 23, uh, watching it in my spare time. Two years ago, I left gala bingo to join the RAF, and since that time, I now follow wrestling so much more. Isn't it incredible to think that you had no time while working at a bingo store? But now you join the RAF, you actually have time to watch wrestling. Mm. Legitimate downtime. 
Yeah, as in down, as in down <laughs> on the ground time. Because I've, I mean, I've joked about this with Pete, but since I started working at WrestleTalk, I found myself with less time to actually watch wrestling. I watched, I probably watched more wrestling when I wasn't working for a wrestling company. Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete was saying like, I don't know when I'm going to get to watch SummerSlam because he's not watching it live. And no, then the following yeah. day, he's got to do like news episodes. He's got to help us with the live stream and stuff. It's like. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. I watch Choice. I just now watch Select. (laughs) (laughs) Wrestling Selects is what I watch. Wrestle Select. Uh, Where do we get to? Um, To the point last year, my girlfriend told me she had heard of a wrestling promotion that was based in Wolverhampton, Fight Club Pro. This was the first ever wrestling show I attended at the age of 25 at the time, and it was very much overdue. Before the show started, me and my girlfriend were walking around trying to find the best spot to stand, and a random guy walks up to me and says, I like the style of a t-shirt. We're thinking of doing that style on some of our merch. Very ashamed to myself to say that guy I was Trent Seven, and I didn't realize till 10 minutes later who it was. Ever since that first show I went to, me and my girlfriend went to every FCP show last year, and she doesn't even like wrestling. Just wanted to say I really enjoy all the content you do, and you make my commute every weekend that little less boring. Thank you very much. That's from Michael from Bridlington, which is currently based in Lincolnshire. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Thank you very much for your email. Uh, let's have... Oh, also, thank you to James, who messaged me to say that Tool have a new album coming out, um, mm. based on my love of Tool, um, that was shown in the When Killian Dane Returned. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it yet. No? No, it's it's on my list of albums to get through, but I've... Uh, I've on my list it. of private time albums. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when your I... wife will not like it. Oh, absolutely. No. My wife will hate <laughs> Tool. 100% she will not be not on board. I have tested it. Not just, yeah, just, I, I just, I just knew. know. Just I just off the bat. know she won't be on board. Um, so, yeah, I haven't been listening to... I've been meaning to listen to Tool's new album. It took me so long to get around to Slipknot's new tracks. Mm. Like, despite the fact I hear it every single week, I've only just listened to the new NXT theme. I've in only full. just worked out what they were saying. <laughs> Took me to like. Is that because yeah, Corey to told yesterday. you? I was like, "Oh, we are not your kind." Yeah. Oh, it's because of. Yes, it's going to be a slightly different NXT ramble today because we're going to be doing our NXT predictions first, and mm-hmm. then doing the review of the show. Because let's be honest, there wasn't a whole lot happening. No, on the, it felt like that they forgot to tape enough stuff. Yeah, hype package mania. Oh, it really was, yeah. yeah. It was just like they, they got to the end of the tapings and they were like, oh dear, yeah. oh, we've only taped enough for three and a half weeks worth of television. What I are we going to do? To be fair, they've been burned with the, uh, we've used people too many times in the, in the taping cycle and they've got injured before the big show and we've had to swerve and make something up. So <laughs> this was the idea. They've, most people are fresh, I think, so that, that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's have this before we get out of here. This comes in from Frank. who just says, hello, everyone at Rust Talk, including, if that's okay, the child who rolls his R's. I just want to start by saying that I've never emailed before, even though I've been a fan for years, because I know you guys have so many fans that send you mail complaining about mistakes you guys have made. And I don't know. I think you're human. However, as you may know, there was a shooting at a mall here in El Paso, Texas, and it was something very tragic, especially when my sister was working at the store next to the store the shooter God. entered. No worries, she is safe as well as my good friends working at the mall that day as well. I just had to pick her up when she was evacuated because she left her car keys in her locker room at work. She was very shook about what happened and as her older brother I was concerned so I bought her lunch and kept an eye on her when the family came for a visit. Anyway, the real reason for this email is because it was almost 5am and still not being able to sleep so that means going through my Twitter feed only to see my favourite wrestling YouTube channel tweeting and sending their condolences to my home state and it just warmed my heart and reminded me why I pledge $10 every month. Sorry this email might be long thank you so much love frank 
thank you, Frank. Well, thank you very much, mate. And all the best to you and your family. Because I, I can't even imagine no. what, what that would be like. No, it's an ho- absolute horror show. Absolute horror show. But on to lighter notes, that being NXT TakeOver Toronto predictions. Um, so, I mean, yeah, have you got a, f- a particular favourite match we might talk about in a minute, but what's, what's the match you're most looking forward to? Uh, I feel like we've seen a lot of the matches before. I'm actually really looking forward to Candice to Radio Shirai. Mm. I think that could be very interesting. Uh, what else is there? It's Undisputed Era versus Street Profits. Yep. Gargano Cole. I mean, Gargano Cole is going, be great. is going to be amazing. And I cannot wait to see what that third fall is. Well, we're going to dive into because there's a lot of theories on the table of what it could be. But let's dive into that show right now. Here are our NXT TakeOver Toronto predictions and then a review of this week's show. Enjoy. Anyway, let's dive into our predictions now. Uh, if you want to join in our prediction warfare, now is the time to do it. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and join Wrestle League. God, there's any dollar amount, basically. I think it's at the $5 amount, rather. You can join Wrestle League, and that will be ending with SummerSlam this Sunday, but also starting this Sunday, season three kicks off. So now is the time to get involved. What you can almost do is use TakeOver as a bit of like a training ground. As a practice run, yeah. Practice ground, yeah, exactly. A practice run. See if yeah. you, you can get this predicting game. And you can test it off against us because we'll, we'll predict now. And yeah. We'll get it all wrong. Get and it all wrong. you go like, just don't pick what we said. Don't do what we did. Because last time there was a TakeOver show. It was TakeOver 25. And I got... One yeah. out of a possible five. Mm. There is a reason why I'm bottom of the league at the moment. I think I've got two, maybe. Yeah. I had a bad old I run. I had a really bad run. Yeah, and what's ironic is I'm about to pick mostly the same choices yeah, again. I'm <laughs> sticking to those predictions, and they're happening this time. They're happening this time. Oh, no, glutton for punishment. <laughs> Gotta be this time. Um, yeah, so we do have the Wrestle League and the loser of that. Speaking of punishment, we'll be doing a punishment video. The poll for which song it's going to be will be up in Pete's Wrestle Talk News later on. On today. Mm. So let's dive into these predictions though, starting with Candice LeRae versus Helio Shirai. Helio Shirai. So I think this is going to be quite, I'm really looking forward to this match actually. We were doing uh, the podcast intro and outro for the podcast mm-hmm. version of this, where you and I are actually more or less in agreement that this might be my most anticipated match of the evening. Because yeah. while I think that Cole Gargano is going to be a five star classic, and I think that Undisputed Era versus Street Profits is going to be unbelievably good, as is the three-way this feels so new and different yeah that i'm really really looking forward to it i think yeah i think this thing we've seen all the other moving parts go through a takeover in various combinations throughout this is something we haven't seen we haven't really seen just like there's been very limited like women's matches just based on a feud yeah uh on a takeover card so it's gonna be so interesting to see it happen and i think helio shirai is so interesting. Oh, and man, I can't wait to see like a full match of that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this is an angle. With her beautiful, beautiful ring gear, her amazing entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Love Helio Shirai. But the question is, what say you? EO. You're going with EO. Well, I, so my my theory is that this this feud was meant to be with Kyrie Sane. Uh-huh. Uh, before Kyrie Sane inevitably got her call up to the main roster. Curse you, main roster. Uh, curse you. With all the plans they but, had but, for but her. But the point always of this feud would have been to put over EO. Yes, absolutely. So 
put over EO. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with you. And I'm also going to be saying EO Shirai. Pete Quinnell, what say you? I'm also saying EO Shirai. I think it would be dumb to have her turn heel and then immediately lose. She's got a really intriguing character. I think she sounds awesome. Now she's doing more Japanese stuff. I think it's EO all the way. EO all the I way, I think the only, the only other potential is that it's a DQ. Mm. And then Candice wins by DQ because EO yeah. starts getting weapons out. I reckon this might be the uh, the opening match that's always really, really good yeah. to kick off everything. I think this might be this match. Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Um, actually, coming up next for the NXT Women's Championship, it is Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. A match that I wish I was more excited for. Yeah. I don't think the build's been that good. No, I th- like it hasn't. It's not ever quite reached the fever pitch of the like the actions that people are taking, and the stuff that's being presented on NXT are kind of disjointed. I feel like the whole Mia Yim attacking uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke should have been made into more of a thing. Like, yeah, should have been arrested. Should have been banned from NXT. Should have showed up anyway. Yeah, should have got involved in that confrontation with Shayna Baszler when Baszler was in the ring, saying all that stuff, they should have fought. Like, there was no... Once... Uh, it was Marina Shafir that got attacked first. When she yeah. was attacked, there was no like backstage meeting between Baszler and Jessamine Duke being like, oh my God, Marina was attacked. And was we've not seen Yim. Marina. Like, exactly. Yeah, and we, need, we now need to go after them. We've not really seen any sort of aftermath of the stuff. Yeah. And we were saying last week in our review that the Baszler return promo... It wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just something about this feels flat. The video package they did for this was really, really good. Yeah, but I just feel like this feud has been missing a certain spark. It's been, it's been missing a bit too much of like the consequences of what's happening. Like they just sort of went, "Well, the attack happened, so now she's written off." And it wasn't like, "Show me the like, show me broken bones, show me like X-rays." Let's have yeah. her in hospital. Let's have you know, Duke and Shayna turn up. Yeah, as like a, as a twosome, and that be like. Mia manages to get the better of both of them because she's already whittled it down. She's like, but I'm going to whittle it down further. And then goes after Drew. It just yeah. feels like there wasn't enough advancement of this story. I completely agree. Uh, and Pete Quinnell, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I'm going to say Mia Yim uh, just because I think they've built her up to take down Shayna. And I know we've said that for basically every Shayna opponent in recent history. But I think they might actually be doing it this time. I think they they I think they see something in Mia Yim. I don't personally I've not connected with her that much. Not on the same level as Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, anyone else that's faced Shayna. But I think they think that they've got something big with Mia. So I think they're gonna try and put her over on this occasion. Now she's not got a buddies as well. It's like an extra feather in the cap of Mia Yim as well. No, I think you you kinda hit the nail on the head for me, is as how I feel about it as well which is that it almost feels like it should be Mia Yim that takes the title off her but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be no I, I'm actually going with Baszler on this one I've, I've and to be honest the reason it's the same one that I picked Shane McMahon for the SummerSlam predictions I bet against Shane every pay-per-view this year and it's never worked out yeah. for me and I've been betting against Shane uh, for too long now so I'm going with Baszler this time so my, by me picking Baszler this will be the time that she loses but I've been betting against her for so long because I keep thinking she's going to get an NXT, uh, a main roster call-up. I don't think that main roster call-up's coming anytime soon. No. So I actually think it's going to be a Shayna retention. And I am curious, and actually people might be able to help me out uh, with this in the Super Chats or just in the chat if you can keep an eye out for this, Pete, is when is Dakota Kai coming back? Mm. Because Dakota Kai being the one that takes the title off of her makes more storyline sense than Mia Yim does. Yes, definitely. I don't think Mia Yim is over enough 
to win the title at this point. I'm still going to say Yim. You're going with Yim as well? I'm still going to say Yim. I, 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 think, I think they think they're telling a better story. Okay. So I'm going with Yim. And as I say, like the storyline does make sense for, for Yim yeah, to be no, on the title. I, I, I just don't feel like she's... She's done to... the one step that no one else did. Take yeah. out the lackeys. Exactly, like yeah. Coming up next is a very difficult one. Sorry, yes. Sorry, I have an update on Dakota Kai. I've done a bit of searching. Uh, so she tore her ACL in December of last year, and it normally takes six to nine months. So about Ooh, now, really. Yes, mate. Yeah. Yes, mate. Uh, she did post a thing the other day showing off a, a bunch of Team Kick gear that's been made. Oh, that's tag team stuff. Yeah. Damn it, Dakota. Because Tiga Knox is back, isn't she? Yeah, Tiga Knox is back. Just came back as well. Oh, damn it, Dakota. Go off the... Damn it. Anyway, I've made my bed now. Um, <laughs> anyway, coming up next, it's a triple threat for the NXT North American Championship. This one I think is quite difficult to call. It is the Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong versus Peter Dunn. I'm going with Roddy on this one because I think, not to give away too many spoilers for tonight, I think it's in a night of the era. Yeah. So I'm going with Roddy on this one. And I wonder if Dunn was brought in to take the pin to not hurt Dream too much because then Dream can get the return Ooh. match and you can do the one-on-one -on -one match there. True. I'm I'm Roddy as well. Yeah. Uh, I, again, after having voted for all of this last time, I'm doing the same again. And yeah. I think it's this time or it's War Games <laughs> or it's it's sometime in the future. It's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. I just don't know when. But yeah, maybe Pete Dunne's been brought in to take the pin. I just think like you, bring in an, you obviously bring in an extra person to make it a bit of a fudge towards the end and be like you can you, there's ways around it just hurting one person yeah so i think yeah it, it makes sense for it to be roddy here i completely agree pete quinnell i'm also saying roddy uh i i went for a prediction before takeover 25 and i said at takeover 25 era's gonna lose all their matches and then at takeover toronto they were gonna get the clean sweep and everyone's gonna win and everyone's gonna be happy granted cole actually won at takeover 25 damn it cole I still gonna say the clean sweep is happening this time, so I'm going Roddy. And I think for the triple threat, you can have it at the end where even if it's still Dream taking the pin, he can still be protected because Roddy could steal a pin out of nowhere. He could, you know, have some schmoz and sneaky way to pick up the win and mm. still win and look strong. Up next for the NXT Tag Team Championships, it is the Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. Uh, I'm gonna turn to you, Laurie Blake. Have a guess. Yeah, I'm going to be guessing UE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, UE, Pete. Absolutely, Undisputed Era. Yeah, Clean undisputed sweep's era. coming. Yep, I'm also saying Street the Undisputed Profits Era. can't stay on Raw forever, As the NXT champion. As, as the NXT champions forever in the background, not having matches because they're not allowed to... They're not allowed to lose, but they're also not allowed to win. Yes, that's exactly correct. The, the, that's the, the report, The literal anyway. no man's land of... Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going with the Undisputed Era. A, aside from the, the, the Clean Sweep aspect of it they were putting over quite hard on nxt tv this week that the street profits have already successfully defended their tag titles against x team and y team so it, it felt like they were building up the fact that they granted they've only just won the belt but they've already had a lot of successful title defenses yeah, you definitely don't normally have three defenses before yeah a takeover. that's i completely agree with you so i think it's going to be the era in that one which brings us to our main event for the nxt championship in a two out of three falls match it is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Mm. Now, 
We don't know which order these falls are coming in, but Gargano has asked for a street fight. Adam Cole has asked for a straight-up wrestling match because he is a genius. And William Regal is going, should it come to a third fall, <laughs> doing big air quotes for podcast listeners, uh, William Regal will be making his announcement. Now, you... Have, you're on a theory as to what that third fall is. Yes, yeah, so there's. So I'm going to say before I'm voting for Cole here. Mm-hmm. However, the potential is that neither of them win. I think, and it seems like Champ has been teasing he's coming back. Is the third fall? William Regal just says it's a triple threat with Champa. Champa wins, and then that's it. That's it. Uh, because he never lost the belt, so That's people true. could say like people people be up in the, people could be up in arms. I saw a really good tweet that said um, Champa wins the belt. People get up in arms that Regal inserted him into this match and ruined it, you know, <laughs> or it made it immeasurably better. Yeah, but then it forms like a split down the middle of NXT where there's like Regal loyalists for doing this with Champa, and then there's all the people saying like, no, you shouldn't have done that. That was too far. This mm. was a match between these two. Yeah, and then that could be the War Games match. Oh, mm. I like I it. Really cool. Yeah, that is because we are. War Games is coming soon. Mm. So, yeah, that's not the worst shout in the world. I actually, I'm pretty sure because I filled out my form for the Wrestle League um, that Randy Andy Datsun created. And I can't quite remember who I picked for this, but I'm almost certain I picked Gargano because I figured that the third fall was going to favor him more than it was Carl. Yeah. And you tell the story of you think it's going to be the clean sweep for Undisputed Era, and it falls down at the final hurdle, yeah. which is actually what I predicted at Bloody Takeover 25, yeah, and cocking Bobby Fish, Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly lost, Roderick Strong lost, and Bloody Cole won. It was, well, yeah. The revert, it was Absolutely. Bloody Bizarro oh, World. We were, play, we were playing um, Smash Up as that happened. Like, <laughs> oh. oh. Bucker. <laughs> That's right, we were. We were in a travel lodge in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh. Getting all our predictions so wrong. The other option is I thought like they might tease it so it's like Regal comes out and goes, Well, I'm gonna make this fall like this. It's it's gonna be a handicap match. And everyone thinks immediately Undisputed Era is coming out, Regal's turning heel, and then Champa comes out to help Johnny yeah. win the title. But I feel like that Champa... doesn't go with what I want to predict. So I know, it does feel oh. like Champa's gonna be involved in some case, or it's like a special guest referee or something like that. It just feels that the the all of the the stars are aligning for this to yeah. be involving Champa. Perhaps we are fancy booking this out the wazoo. And yeah. it's possible, but there is when Regal said that he he's the only person who knows what that third fall is, he did have a wry smile on his face. So unless he's inserting himself into it, oh, it's, so. <laughs> that'd be amazing. It's just a brass knuckles match. It's now. bloody me. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with uh, Johnny Gargano to pick up the win. But Pete Quinnell, what say you, mate? Well, I'm saying Adam Cole because I'm still sticking with the clean sweep thing. I've been totally convinced by Laurie's theory of Tommaso Ciampa, though. Uh, but if he's not involved in that third fall, the other option might be that he comes out after the match to try and set up Ciampa versus Cole mm, for yeah, like yeah. a future feud or something like that. Um, I think he's going to come back as a face because they really set that up when he left and like he hugged Gargano after he won the title and things like that. So I don't think he'd come back to be like a, a screwy finish kind of thing. I don't think he'll cost Johnny or anything like that. But I'm still sticking with Cole, and then maybe Cole versus Champa at War Games, and War Games will be, won't be for the NXT Championship. It'll be something else. Mm. That's my plan. Mm. 
Very interesting. But we do have one bonus question to get through before we jump into your Super 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 Chats. And it is, as it always is with an NXT show, who will be in the crowd? Uh, so I will, because I've already gave my prediction for this, but I think it's going to be Sean Waltman. That's who I am going Sean with. Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman is a safe bet. Now, I ran this past Andy, who said it was fine. Oh, yeah. I've already submitted this form. Did you say it was Andy? No. Johnny Gargano's dad. <laughs> oh, Daddy Gargano. Daddy Gargano. That's such a good shout. Yeah, I love that. Because my other option was, uh, what was his name? Oh, the, the yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the big guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Pete Quinnell, what the, are you thinking? The big guy? Yeah, that big guy, the one who was going to have like a, a match against. A match oh, yeah, the one that Cole. Yeah, the Cole was tormenting. Right. The, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At Johnny Gargano's school, I can't remember what his name is now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've said Bret Hart for my Bret Hart because it's in Toronto. Oh, oh that's very but good. it's he's from Calgary, quite famously from Calgary. It's Canada. It's all the same place, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's Canada. It's very true. Be going, bro. That's a good shout, mate. It's a good shout. Well, I know. Rude. It's another good one. Yeah, it could be a four. Mm. Kevin Owens is a mm. great shout. Oh, Kevin. And he was in the video. That's right. And so was Seth and Finn. Oh, it could be any of them. <laughs> Housemate Simon had a very interesting prediction, and he was like, Owens slash Zane. And we're like, no, you've got to pick one, mate. And he goes, didn't say that on the form. Owens slash Zane. I was like, no, mate, you've got to pick one. The system. He, I mean, he's not predicted half the stuff. Like, <laughs> he should have to do the punishment just for being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Giving a shout out to our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers. And I've just seen Pete freak out there because he's not got them up on his screen once again. He has not got the list. But you know who is on the list? The leader of the boys, Dalton Sizemore. (laughs) Incredible Tarzo. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. Chairman of the board, Jeb Personan. Yeah. Are you there, Pete, now? Are you ready? No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry. The man who wears the gold, the man recognised by the SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Oh, man, what a name. The redneck, Dennis Hicks. Michael Plowman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. Yeah. Yeah. Join him, John Iowa. Speaking of Slipknot. Big bad Blake Lord. Oh, he's big and he's bad. Santo, you're talking to me? Yes. Yes. I need you to scroll. Sorry, mate. The perfect storm. Noah Tromley. Oh, mate, that is going to wrap it up. He was too slow to get in and help us out with that one, Pete. near that way, Pete. Pete. It's not on the document that I'm on. I'm on the Roman document. There's no names there. Some people, you cannot get the staff these days. (laughs) (laughs) He would have at least panicked and found it quicker. (laughs) He would have made something up. Uh, but Pete, what are people saying up in them super chats? I shall tell you now. Also, uh, Randy Andy Datsun has come in the chat to say you did in fact pick Gargano. Oh, thanks, Randy. I thought I did. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, so, Super Chats, we'll start with one from Tim Arndt, who says, This episode of NXT dragged for me. The constant video packages wore me down. I was hoping for someone to wear a band shirt to make me feel something. <laughs> yeah, it was it was video package heavy. Yeah, and, uh, and but like, they were good video packages. It's just that there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's not rare for NXT to do that before a big show. Yeah. But it is, it's weird to do that. It's weird that this is going to be this week's show, and next week's show is also going to be video, video packages. packages. It's yeah. like you could, one of them could have been a regular show. Yeah, I mean, like the, the opening segment, we had the contract signing, then we had a video package, then we had Corey Taylor, then we had a video package, and then we got a match. And that match was kin boring. Mm. And then it was just more video packages. Um, anyway, well, what's next, Pete? Uh, Ryan F says, Undisputed Era will be draped in gold, and that's undisputed. Well, not according to the Street Profits. Yeah, but also, can people stop using that to end their promos to the Undisputed Era now? Like, I th- I'm bored of You're tired hearing. of that one I'm now. really tired of hearing people go, and that's Undisputed. And we're sort of, <laughs> oh, they said their thing. That's your catchphrase, yeah. and I said it to you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Still gets a pop from the crowd, though. Um, I don't know why? Yeah, so does just saying bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, to be fair, wrestling crowds are very easy wrestling to pop crowd, sometimes. They, they're just like, play the hits! Play the hits! <laughs> 
Who they're playing for? Adna the Adnap Two says, which Marvel hero will Gargano cosplay as? Ooh, that's a very good question. Could be Iron Man, right? Love you three thousand. He did it before, though. He did He's Iron Man Iron last Man one. Yeah, before. but you do a different Iron Man. Has he done Spider Man? He's done regular Spider Man. I think he has done Spider Man. Homecoming. Yeah, I just think that like Tony or he's done Cap as well, I guess. For uh, you Thor. just got to think. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be Endgame related, surely. Maybe he comes out as Thanos. He's done bits of Thanos before as well. I think Seth yeah. Rollins did Thanos. Oh, yeah, Seth Rollins did. Yeah, maybe yeah. he comes out with like I don't know the Infinity Stones on his butt or something. Yeah, Ant Man. And oh, mate, if it's Ant Man, <laughs> that'd be great. By the way, I was saying this to my wife the other day. Low key, Ant Man's my favorite costume in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Wait, Loki or Ant Man? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Low-key Ant-Man is the different guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the Adapt2 follows up with that. It says, if it's Gargano's last takeover, then it has to be Old Man Logan. Yeah, well, I don't think this is going to be his last takeover. No, I, I think wouldn't think so. I almost can see Gargano being an NXT lifer at this point. Yeah. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for also, him Also, what outfit is Old Man Logan? We're in a wife beater. Like deadbeat dad. <laughs> like, just kind of... Can in your hand, confuse yeah. everyone. Stains. <laughs> Uh, Headmaster Jonathan Hedman comes in and says, Am I wrong, but does Corey Taylor's speaking voice not match the gimmick? P.S. I made my picks and I've already forgot most of them. Lol. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's a fair thing to say about Corey Taylor. But I actually, I loved that bit. I thought it was really, really cool. Mm. Like, it felt genuinely real. It's not just like, hey, we, this, we've signed a deal with this record label, so we're going to promote this band. This was a guy who actually wanted to promote a pay-per-view and like, gave a little promo for it. I thought yeah, it was great. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, Anthony James says, Undisputed Era to leave with all the gold, baby. Yes, please. Could happen, mate. That'd be great. But apart from Gargano, That'd be please. really great. If it I, need, I need the points as well, because yeah. I'm last. I Me too. I stretch to just stay ahead. Yeah. Because I'm going to go back and predict everything you predicted for SummerSlam. Now. <laughs> uh, William Buner says, The SWAF Nation wins with, ever, with WrestleTalk every pay-per-view. Oh, that's very kind of you to say, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, Aaron Watson says, Job of the morning to you, gents. Excluding Champer and Gargano, who do you think will hold the NXT title next? Much love from a wet and humid Tampa, Florida. Oh, that's a good shout. Good mm. question. Good mm. question, mate. Um, Dominic Dijakovic. Really? No, I don't think that's all. <laughs> I was going to say. Riddle, isn't it? Yeah, Riddle's a good shout. I, I, you know, I think. Pete um, Dunn. Oh, I'd love it to be Pete, Pete Dunn. Dunn. Pete Dunn's a great shout. I think Punishment Martinez is getting a heck of a push. Mm. You can see him get it. But then again, so is Keith Lee for a bit. And he's now been in NXT for a year. And Kushida. Kushida's, oh, Kushida feels too North American. He's very North though. American. I think they're already ready to slot him in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and lastly for now, we've got Anthony James again, who says, Austin Theory to be in the crowd. Mmm. <laughs> Anyway, right, so the main show kicked off with an in-ring segment between the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era. The Profits came down first for the contract signing. Uh, they took the microphone from William Regal to introduce the Undisputed Era as O'Reilly Auto Pants and Lawrence Fishburne Jr. <laughs> Both of which got a massive pop from me. Mm. And then they started dancing to the Undisputed Era's music. And I, just, I, I love this team so much. Yeah. If you, if they go to the main roster, which they obviously are, and they have nothing to do, I will be so mad. Yeah. I will be so, so mad because there is no way in hell 
you can look at this team and everything they do and be like, don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea what to but do I'm with this sure team. I'm sure Heyman knows what to do with them. Like, and he's chomping at the bit. To but you think that you'd know with the War Raiders and they've done nothing either. Yeah, but I think they've got bigger plans for tag titles and things at the moment. God, they're trying so. to like They're trying to rebuild that into something before they just put a team in that smashes everyone else up. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, if you put the belts on the War Raiders... Uh, you kind of stifle the division. Yes. At the point where you're trying to make it feel like a thing again, I guess. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Speaking of which, where are AOP these days? Mm. They're back. They're at um, Saudi Showdown. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the crowd were shining auto parts at Kylo Rai, which really made me laugh. And then there was two brilliant lines. I actually, I loved this segment, but um, Bobby had this moment when he said, that was such a good joke, I forgot to laugh. Just yeah. such a lame line. And then Kyle followed up with the even lamer line that said, I did remember, it just wasn't funny. And I chose not to. And I chose not to laugh. I, I <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly smug face. Like, he was talking like a mean girl. It was amazing. It was mean girl's so Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite. And then he told a joke. The joke is the Street Profits are the tag team champions. And they both do the big heel, ha, 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 cackling laugh. And Bobby Fish then shouts, please, everyone laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was, thought was so good. Um, and yeah, and like uh, Ford then transitioned this into putting over the Undisputed Era, and they've beaten all the teams. You know, mm-hmm. you list the, the teams that they've beaten in NXT, and it really is like a who's who of teams. It was so so good, but then he says, "You know what? Like losing to us isn't an option. The only option is to win, 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 win." And the crowd started chanting, "Win with them!" Because Ford is so unbelievably charismatic, he could get the crowd to chant. Anything he damn well wants them to. I thought this was like, it was just an incredible like gear change in yeah. this promo. From like it was obviously just like quite funny bantery segment. Everyone was having fun. Everyone enjoyed the entrances. Played along with the whole thing. And then he just suddenly went, "No, I'm serious now." Yeah. And everyone was like so behind him, and he was like, "There is no choice." For us, but uh, yeah, like, what makes you think losing is an option now that we've got these, now that we've got the respect, now that these people here, and it's just like this building and building of like, kind of a cascade of uh, just brilliant bits of speech writing. I loved basically. it. Yeah, it was it was so fired up and so passionate that people suddenly went, oh, oh so I thought we were having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean to reiterate, there is absolutely no way in hell that you can take this team up to the main roster and not and go. Don't know what to do. Creative has nothing for you. Mm. Can't happen. Absolutely cannot happen. Um, but Dawkins says that they're going to beat them at TakeOver, and that is undisputed. And they sign the contracts. Undisputed Era signed the contracts, and William Regal makes it official while some music is playing. I thought this was a very good segment. Yeah. It hyped, it hyped a match that actually has been... Like, Underserved. Very limited builds. Yeah. Like, and actually, it's because they've been trying to, clearly, like we were saying earlier, like fast-track the Street Profits victory run in NXT this match has not really been a factor and then just suddenly it was like oh yeah now this yeah 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 absolutely you've beaten everyone else so (laughs) in a month weirdly so now here we are Uh, we then got a hype video for the North American Championship Triple Threats, which start, first started to put over Strong, then put over Dream, and then Dunn, I felt, got the most putting over in all of this. Mm-hmm. We talked about he's the longest reigning champion in NXT history. He said that he, quote, put NXT UK on the map. Don't know what map that is, mate, because no one's going to Cardiff. Um, and said that he's going to win the title and break his own record. Mm, I liked that. I liked it as well. It, yeah. was, it was very good, like, this is why I'm here. Yes. Just, just FYI, just so you all know, these are my credentials. Here's my resume. Uh, I'm the <laughs> longest reigning champion in WWE. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I love Pete Dunne. And yeah. it was actually good to give him some promo time as well. Yeah. And I don't think it was promo time that exposed 
his pro well i don't want to say his lack of promo ability because he is a very good promo but he's not like a promo that's on the level of dream or something like that where I, he might be outclassed or I, his I, accent might I, hold I, him I back i also think it's a thing of like he doesn't necessarily have the american promo voice that's in it the, yeah. in the sense of like the way wwe does their promo work is i think quite an american way of doing things and i think it doesn't necessarily fly with Pete Dunne's exact voice with his uh, with his very thick brummy accent because yeah, exactly. he's from Dudley. Dudley, and uh, at least I think he's from Dudley. Tyler Bates certainly is anyway. Mm. He's definitely from the Midlands. Mm. And um, anyway, I, so I actually thought that this was a promo that was specifically designed to kind of hide that weakness and accentuate the positives of Pete Dunne. I thought it was a really masterfully done bit of work mm -hmm. actually. Very much enjoyed that. And then we found out that Slipknot are providing a track for Takeover. Corey Taylor of Slipknot mm. cut a promo saying that uh, hyping the pay-per-view and the song. He said yeah, it's a great song and it is a great song. I really, really like it. And started plugging the albums out on August 9th and he said his money is on Adam Cole. Like giving actual insight into this. I thought it was really, really good stuff. Because he hang out with Adam Cole on the Bay Bay Championship Tour. That's exactly mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Download festival. Yeah. I, I just thought it was really, really cool stuff. Corey Taylor's a massive wrestling fan. He's been on Jericho's podcast a couple of times. Super, super nice guy. Really well-spoken man as well. Mm. Massively into his ghosts and his sort of haunted nonsense. <laughs> but, he, you know, he's like, he's, I'm not afraid of him. I don't know him. how you could be in Slipknot and not be into ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, but yeah, I, just, I thought this was really cool stuff. Mm. And I actually, I, I can't get enough of it. I just loved the fact that it was the person who's doing the theme, who was talking about the pay-per-view, knowing what they were talking about. Yeah. Great stuff. I'm really... like feeling like they were backing, yeah, they were backing someone, they've got a horse in the race. It, all, it just makes it feel like this isn't just, we've just bought this. That's exactly just, it, yeah. It's not just a promo. It's like, you know, Doritos never show up, do they? Like Mountain Dew's never at the pay-per-views. Fido Dido never shows up when Seven <laughs> Up are sponsoring them. Um, right, do you want another video package? I'd love one, yeah. Please. Well, this one's of Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. A lot in this one because they were talking about focusing on Mia Yim's struggles as a youth due to like the rough neighbourhood and lots of shots are on the Indies and in the Mae Young Classic with the crowd chanting, "Please sign Mia." And then we out to Baszler with the promo we heard a couple of weeks ago where she's like, "She's got a great story of coming from nothing, but it's going to take more than a great story to beat me." Mm. I just, I, I love Baszler so much. There was such a she did. There was such a good line that she had where she said, uh, "So she got her job." Uh, because fans chanted her name. I, I fought tooth and nail to get my job and get where I am. She got her job because some fans chanted her name in the, during a match. Yeah. And she was like, she did, she's not earned her NXT championship shot. She's not even earned a job. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I, I just love Baszler. I think she's got so much upside. Mm -hmm. She's just, she's an absolute star. And she said like the, the women's division is more talented than ever and she's the champion. What yeah. a great money line that is to mm. put yourself over. I thought it was really, really great stuff. And then there was uh, Mia was putting over the fact that she took out our two lackeys. And Shayna was like, well, she should be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong, mate. Um, and she's going to put her street trash fantasies to sleep. Mm. Great stuff from Baszler. This was a good pro This was a promo that like, it was, it was one of those things where it's like it took all the bits of what's been happening that I don't feel they paid off on. And because it took it in snippets, it suddenly made it feel like a cohesive story that was totally, good. Yeah. And it, sh it should have extrapolated on it so many more times during the course of building this feud. Because it actually had quite a lot of TV time. I just, like, all the points where I was like, oh, they should do this with her. They can make me a Yim a kind of, like, anti-hero Austin-type character. And they're clearly trying to position her like that. Like, you know, she's as 
rough and tumble as Shayna Baszler is. Oh, yeah. But they just never went that extra step of being like, you know, Regal telling her you're banned because you attacked two people in the performance center, so you can't come to work. I'm really sorry. I'm on your side about this, but you can't come in. And she comes in anyway and takes it too far. The match almost gets canceled. There's so many things you could have done with this that would have built the hype more than just like, yeah. yeah. It was a really One good video package. package. It was a really good video package, and it actually made me think that I might be off the money with Baszler because this really felt like Yim's got to win. As we were talking about in mm-hmm. the predictions, it really feels like Yim has to win at this point. Uh, we then got our, our only wrestling match on this show, and it was Joaquin Wild versus Shane Thorne. Joaquin, of course, is the former DJZ. Um, the way he came out dressed, I've written here, he'll be in a tag team with Ali by the end of the year. Yeah, as Darth Punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, good lord, Shane Thorne's music is so generic, it's actually painful. Yeah. There is nothing to that music. No, and he's also now dressing as the most generic wrestler of all time. Yeah. It's, yeah. This This was not a character rework he needed. It wasn't. I mean, you've got souls written on your wrist, mate. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is, yeah, I think, like, I can see upside to the character if you were going to do a character that's like bitter and twisted and if he starts running through all the new guys because he's like well this this is it now i'm yeah. i'm gonna like he could position himself as the new gatekeeper like cassie sano was trying to do but like legitimately build him up that way it just doesn't really work for the new guys no i think you could tell the story of he's gonna run through the breakout tournament guys because he was annoyed that he wasn't part of that tournament so we can run through some of the lower level ones and then get beaten by like a, a miles or a bronson or something like that and then, like, that's the story you build. Like, that's how you're trying to elevate that other person as well mm-hmm. to be like, hey, Thorne's on this winning streak going through all the breakout competitors, but he couldn't beat this guy. And yeah. you kind of, like, tell the story out of that to kind of help elevate someone else. It's just that, and I, I, this match was really quite boring. It was quite nothing to it. And there was actually a really weird moment where Wild looked like an absolute div because he did, like, the tope through the ropes. He did a big flip dive, and then just didn't capitalize on it. He just stood in the ring to take a count-out loss. I'm like, mate, roll him back in. Mm. Like, you're on top. Roll him back in and get another, hit another move and get the win. Yeah. But he let himself get beat, essentially. Yeah, it's a weird spot to do. Like, that spot is a babyface spot, the roll-in at nine. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a babyface spot, or, a, or a, we're selling the idea that it's, like, two guys both refusing to quit so they both roll in at nine and it's like we've you know yeah. done the double down and all that kind of stuff letting Shane Thorne roll in at nine does nothing like, no. it's like, and then he rolled back out again which I thought was actually a cool extension of it and yeah. then Wild follows him out and then that's like a, when like he like, div. starts <laughs> chucking him around and gets the finish it was like this you did look like an idiot. Though. Oh, yeah, he looked like a complete moron. Uh, but, uh, you know, Thorne's running str- uh, knee strike was very nice. Yeah. You know, to oh, put uh, him over. Wild's, I think Wild's really impressive. He's great, like, yeah. He's really cool. through the through the corner was awesome. Yeah, the, the, the Sami Zayn dive yeah, that he used like, to do. It's oh, really cool. It's really good stuff. I think DJ Z is a phenomenal wrestler. He's so, so good. Always has been mm-hmm. as well. Like, he was one of those guys in that sort of, like, there was a period of TNA where there was a lot of new X Division guys that came in that weren't really getting a massive shot. And then he had that really unfortunate incident as well. And I, I just think he's got a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. I really, really like him. But I didn't like this match at all. Um, we then got a video package um, for Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And it shows the journey of Io becoming a baddie and her, quote, friendship, unquote, with Candice LeRae. Five minutes of screen time. So much, such a better storyline than this was Kyrie saying. I've got your back. I've got your back. I don't need you to have my back. 
End of story. I now end, turned end here. scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this. I like the video package. Yeah, it's good. And, like, and again, if you boil down any story that wasn't quite right into a couple of minute video package, it looks like an amazing story. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hell, the invasion, the promo for invasion. Looks yeah. incredible. It made it look like it was a years-long worth of story that has been building for so, so long. And actually, it was three weeks. Yeah. But they, they, because the video package team is very good, yeah. they made that feud look like it was the most important thing in the world. X-Factor's been living off it for years, mate. Like, you know, if <laughs> I you, think we were talking about the team no, with yeah, X-Factor no, no. and Prince <laughs> Albert. Yeah, but if you... Sometimes, if you tell me what to think and feel, I'll do that. That's, <laughs> it's, just, that's just the way it works, isn't it? Like, it's Pixar it's magic, mentality. It's the magic of television. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's got, like, I, I love the... Um, there was a moment during this. We were laughing about this in the office earlier. When they were recapping EO's heel turn and she did the big sort of brain buster thing on the chair, Morrow screamed, and he sounded like Starscream. <laughs> he was like, How does it feel, mighty Megatron? <laughs> Megatron! This really made me laugh. Anyway, and then, best bit of this promo for me was EO cutting a promo in Japanese. Yeah. Oh, with subtitles and everything. Yes, yes, please, more of this. Mm-hmm. Don't force your Japanese stars to speak in English if they're not particularly great at it. Let them speak in their native tongue and just give them subtitles. Yeah, it's it not sound- live television! It sounds so much more impressive. And mm. it just sounds so much better. And it, ju- it really, like, it fired me up for this promo. Mm. I think that Io Shirai is amazing, and that, her talking in Japanese was just sort of like, it's the cherry on top. But do American audiences like reading on, like, TV? Because I feel like that's, that's like an, age, an age-old adage about but I American wonder, audiences. I've just got to wonder, is that a comment on American audiences, or is that something that Hollywood decided in the 1940s, and it's just stuck with us ever since? And so every Hollywood executive has just said, American audiences don't like to read. We've got to dub this movie. What did they do about all those Scandi dramas, though, that came out? You know, all those Murder of the Bridge, what did they do? All those Walter Presents. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like that was someone had decided that was the case 70 years ago, and we've never, like, and no one has said, I think actually that might be all right with it. Yeah. Have we ever asked? Yeah, I, I'm, it's probably the same with the remakes as well. Probably. Yeah, exactly, Didn't, They yeah. never went, should we just show the, the one that's already made? Yeah, rather than should we just it re-release it? It's cheaper. <laughs> um, got the lovely Harley Race video package, and then we were meant to get a match between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, but Dane attacked Matt Riddle out of nowhere, and he was so pissed off, and it looked pretty, really, it looked pretty cool, mm-hmm. and then he did a big on into the steps, and that was that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, that's all it was. Good stuff, though. Yeah, I don't... Does it build to them? Is there another match? Well, they didn't announce another match, which I was surprised at. I wonder if they're going to do an angle at TakeOver. Yeah. Like, like Matt Riddle, Riddle comes Riddle out like limps dem- down to the ring and, and demands, and a, demands match. a match. Yeah, yeah, I could certainly see them doing that. Um, we then got a video package for the breakout tournament, the finals of which are going to take place next week. And then we got uh, probably my... <sighs> Disappointed me slightly. It was a yeah. recap of last week uh, with the Fandango return. And we were commenting last week. It was a much more serious Fandango. Mm-hmm. He didn't come out dressed like the fashion police. He just came out in his wife beater and his jeans. And he looked like a bit of a badass. And he had this mean look about him. And the pair of them actually stood there in the ring and looked serious. And I was like, oh, wow. What a reimagining of Breezango. Yep. Got to change the tag team name. That's not probably not called him. You could just go back to Johnny Curtis, you know, for all. Obviously. We don't need to call him Fandango and do the dancing gimmick anymore. Yeah. We can just kind of drop the fashion play stuff and have a more serious edge to them. Unfortunately, this was a full-on comedy promo. Yeah. And I was a bit disappointed by that. Yeah, I really felt like... Because 
it doesn't it, it doesn't goes match. back on what Breeze has been since he returned to NXT. Yeah. Like it's literally he as soon as Fandango reappeared, Breeze suddenly became a joke again. And it was like I feel like he went back to NXT, cut all this stuff saying like I didn't have a very good time on the main roster. All this, you know, it was a bit rubbish for me, it didn't get really pushed anywhere. So I've come back here and I'm gonna make a name for myself here again. Has that amazing match mm-hmm. at TakeOver twenty five. And then all this happens, and suddenly he's back to being main roster Tyler Breeze. Comedy like, goofball again, yeah. And it doesn't match what they did last week. No. That run-in and that save is not the same Fandango that was in this promo. No. And so it's really jarring. It, it totally didn't work for me. And it's funny stuff, don't get me wrong, like him saying, like, yeah. we were so concerned with policing each other, we weren't policing ourselves. And that's whack. Yeah. And Breeze's like, what does that mean? So it's what the kids say. Yeah. Like, they are, what is, what they does are it mean? really funny guys, yeah. but I just I don't think they need to be a comedy tag team. Not in NXT no, at least. Like I on don't. the main roster, yeah, because what else you could like no one's gonna give you anything else to do if you're a dancer and a and a model. Yeah. But you know, if you go back to NXT, you could be a serious version of those characters or some twist like Fandango would mean I think need more of a twist than Tyler Breeze would. Tyler Breeze clearly came back to NXT and Prince Pretty worked again. Um so move Fandango somewhere closer to that and have them as a tag team that are completely serious and suddenly you've got something that really works and would get over. Yeah. They're going to be over anyway, I think, even if they come out as like some other version of the fashion police. Oh, yeah. Which might likely happen next week because they have said they are going to get a a makeover and it's going to be Breezango reimagined. Problem with that, though, is if they come out next week for the match with Forgotten Sons, which is obviously going to be taped before TakeOver and aired after the week after TakeOver, if they come out then and are a serious tag team, then what the hell was this promo all about? Yes, why exactly. was this a comedy promo? Why, keep, why, did we need to, why did we need to address... Because I get the fact that if they're going to change them to be a serious tag team, that makes, like, it makes sense that someone in production would have gone, we need to address the fashion police thing. But you didn't. You absolutely did not need to address it. You needed to address it in the exact same way that Tyler Breeze addressed it when he returned to NXT, which is at arm's length. Yes. And to go, just call it the main roster, because that is a loaded term anyway. Mm -hmm. And everyone will understand that when you say the main roster, you mean when I wasn't good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When I was booked poorly. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, that's that's a catch-all term for whether you were being a, a dressing up as a granny or a caretaker or doing a comedy skit fashion files thing. Like I get the fact that probably NXT also wants fashion files. I would want mm. fashion files if I was like Yeah. And it, it's a bit of a double edged sword, I suppose, really, isn't it? It's like I when they start doing their comedy stuff again, I'm probably really gonna enjoy it because I really yeah. like them as comedy wrestlers. Yeah. But it's just it jars with what I saw last week. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's inconsistent. Choose a story. Exactly, yeah. Pick a lane, like Jimmy Uso. Um, we then got the final video package for the evening, and it was quite a lengthy one, um, uh, based around Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. This was kind of split into various different parts. I really, I, I thought this was great stuff. Mm. Really, really so great. Is this a, a cut-down or something else, or is this a, the full thing? Cause this was, yeah. There was another thing, like, prime target... NXT TakeOver Toronto or something is that is that like a longer documentary version I have no idea I I don't know to be honest Um, but there was yeah it was just like it was split into various different you can hear producer Pete looking into things oh and apologies if you can hear some drills that have just started yeah 
Um, but anyway, uh, so this was split into various different parts, and you had them essentially talking about the match, and uh, Cole was saying that I'm going to be the I was the better man at TakeOver 25. Well, actually, Johnny Gargano said that Cole was the better man at TakeOver 25. Mm-hmm. Cole calling him a second-rate Adam Cole, and then um, Regal. That's where Regal gave the cheeky smile, and said, "Only I know. Mm. Only Smarties has the answer." <laughs> <laughs> only Smarties has the answer. <laughs> this bloody brass knuckles. You only get a whoosh with a Watson. <laughs> well, Regal should have done every, every UK food advert. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Umbongo, Umbongo. They drink it in the jungle. Oh, no, they've got Congo even. brew. It's made from girders. Yorgi, it's not for girls. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and then we had Johnny Gargano putting over how brilliant the performance center is. And you had like Tegan Knox uh, say that Gargano brings people up and he was there helping Zaya Lee. And there was this is the bit that really made me laugh because there's a video like home video of Johnny Gargano acting like 1997 Shawn Michaels. Yes. And he said in 1997, I only ever wanted to be Shawn Michaels. And I thought, mate, you don't want to be anything like that prick. <laughs> you want to be like now Shawn Michaels when yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. You do not want to be like 1997 Shawn Michaels who ruined everything. <laughs> who just kept having little paddies taking his ball and going home. Yeah, but he looked good on telly. I suppose so because Vince yeah. McMahon, for whatever reason, yeah. loved him. Well, you couldn't have done anything else with him because he wouldn't have he refused to do it. He just refused to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. Don't be like him. Anyway, and then Cole was actually like, you know, changing that to being like, okay, while you're hanging out at the performance center, I've been on the Bay Bay tour defending my title all over Dallas, it seems. Mm-hmm. Had a match with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. We got some actually Keith Lee on TV for a change. And then he lost, you know, predictably. Um, and then he cut back and you got um, Johnny Gargano talking with Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. kind of comparing their SummerSlam matches of being like, hey, you got Adam Cole in the street fight. We all know what Adam Cole like, blah, 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 blah. And Johnny's like, hey, man, you got Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's going to be like a street fight, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, man, it's just more of them trying to make jo- <laughs> Seth Rollins look likable again, I guess. Yeah, true. I, I really like this. Stuff. I, I, was I, great. I, I thought this was very good positioning of both guys because it was smart to do... Like you're putting Adam Cole over, he re- he retains the Adam Cole like character because he can't do heart to heart training people unless it's Kyle and yeah Bobby and Roddy. Like he can't do sit down with current stars and get information. All he can do is go round and wrestle and talk himself up because he's done a wrestle and he did it really well. Oh yeah, and that it just worked perfectly. I just thought the balance was so good and like. Johnny having all these little, like, he speaks to Seth, he speaks to Finn. Yep. It, I just, like, and the, to also then just do the NXT callback stuff, like, Adam Cole obviously gets the rub off uh, Kevin Owens. Yes, yeah, he does, because he says, like, I'm a massive Adam Cole fan, I yep. always have been. He's got to win it for me. Yeah, the fans spill on who they think is going to win. Regal wonders if Cole can ever be on Gargano's level. Road Dog thinks that Johnny Gargano is going to win. Uh, Tyler Breeze. And, and then this started being more, more, like, no one really knew, like, Tyler Breeze didn't really have an answer. Serena yep. Deeb didn't really have an answer. The Red Rooster just said it's going to be a classic match, as did Robbie Brookside. I just thought it was an amazing, amazing hype package. Yeah, it was so, so cool, and it was so different to anything else in this company. I thought it was tremendous. I think, I, yeah, and they've done like wonders. I think with the feud between these two and the, and this triple series of matches and all of the promo stuff for it. Like, all, do you remember all the stadium stuff from? Mm. Like, was it? Uh, the first match they did all the Johnny running through the yes, stadium, yeah, 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 like, yeah, bigging up the the big fight feel of it when when no one was a champion, um, and then I think this this positioned it really well 
down the line to be like, Johnny's had to go back to the drawing board and he's had to go back to the performance centre and humble himself and ask the guys who've been the greats before him yeah. what to Former do. Former NXT yeah, and, and, and stuff and like that, yeah. Meanwhile, Cole is on the bragging Adam Cole baby tour yeah. to go around and be like, look at me. Like, basking in his glory should be his gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Which is why uh, Johnny Gargano is going to win this coming Absolutely Saturday. Absolutely freaking not. <laughs> Um, let's get into your super chats with producer Pete. What's going on, mate? Well, uh, we are going to start with the Adnap Two is coming back in again and said Slipknot had more screen time than Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Hey, I love Keith Lee, but sometimes you just got to get the knot over. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty years of Slipknot, by the way. Well, 20 years since their first um, like big studio album anyway. Mwah, what a great band. Uh, Tim Arntz comes back in and says, non-wrestling-related question for Luke. What did you think of that new Tool song? Personally, I liked it. Do you know what? Funny enough, someone emailed this in on the uh, podcast intro. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to Tool's new album yet, so maybe that's something I'm going to do this evening. Because I'm, I'm, we've got a, uh, me and Ollie are part of a WhatsApp group where we're recommending each other albums and stuff to listen to. So I'm, a lot of my music time is taken up with that. Also, I backed Cybertronic Spree on Kickstarter, and so their cover of the entire Transformers 1986 animated movie soundtrack came out today. So I've been listening to that on the bloody loop. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll have a bit of a change up um, and I'll listen to that this evening. Mm. We got one from... Oh, they got the touch. Oh, got and, and the power, and actually. And the power. And the power, yeah. Oh. Although it's very jarring because it's not in the same order as the Man. original soundtrack. So every time a song ends, I'm just expecting it to go into the oh, next track. And then and it doesn't quite. And I'm like, worst. oh, okay. All right, I mean, guys. Ooh. Putting your own stamp on don't, this, don't, I see. Don't mess with greatness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, Vince DiCola did this for a reason. <laughs> Uh, James Williams says, After watching NXT UK, am I the only one that thinks Lurie looks like Mark Andrews? And news to no one, Montez cuts a great promo. Has anyone ever said to you before that you look like Mark Andrews? No. No, never? Weird that, yeah. yeah. Strange. Yeah. A lot of people have, have made that comparison mm-hmm. uh, before. We are being facetious. No, can, no one, s- Luke. No one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pete, no one. Um, I can sort of see it, though. It's one of the few that I can actually see. Yeah. Yeah. Not like when people say, like, oh, you're bald and have a ginger well, beard. You must have like, going on my justice list. <laughs> <laughs> you just made the list. Uh, John Marth says, uh, don't have to read aloud, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, but Bailey Sting for Wrestle League loser punishment gets my vote. Well, it's going to be in the poll. Um, yeah, it's there. that is one of the five songs that is available to vote for. Bailey Sting. Well, it's doing Bailey's theme song, dressed as oh, Bailey dressed Sting. Dressed as the fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, it's that. Shouldn't it be a, cr- a complete crossover between the police and Bailey? <laughs> like it should <laughs> yeah. be something like. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one's actually really specified whether it's that Sting or whether it is yeah, yeah. the police or is it now no Sting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that the Muscle Man dance. I'm back. Uh, Eric Bischoff song. Uh, what are the other ones? Like, Here comes the money by Shane McMahon. What's well, not by Shane McMahon? You, you know, know what I mean. No, Shane McMahon. He's always going money, 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 money. Uh, and then <laughs> there was the other one. Uh, Doctor of Thugonomics. That's it. Doctor Th- basic w- Thugonomics. Yeah. Sorry. Waka Waka du- Basic Thugonomics. Word Life, etc. And uh, is there another? And one? the Muscle Man Dance. Oh yeah, you said all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Uh, cool. And then last one. Uh, Tomo. Tomo. Tomo says, "Love these streams. Keep up the fantastic work, boys." And Pete. Sorry, Pete, don't hurt me. It's fine. You're just saying that I'm a man, and none of the others are. Well, thank you very, very much, Tomo. We very much enjoy doing these streams. 
Uh, this comes in from Sam, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper. That is all. Just dropping by, currently on holiday in Budapest for the weekend to see the Formula One, sitting by the Danube, sipping a cold one and catching... Danube. Catch Thank you. Or Danube. The Danube. Danube. It's a new NXT wrestler, isn't he? It will put that. Listening to the NXT review and the line about getting a stink face from Sunny Kiss really made me laugh out loud. You guys never fail to make me laugh. Keep up the brackets, but cracking content uh the residents wrestle talk generically named dr Contwali davis sam smith so thank you very much sam i'm glad that we can bring you some entertainment while you were in a lovely part of the world yeah, i yeah. guess i don't know is budapest nice i've never been budapest wasn't doing it for you yes I and just... so had to listen to us talking about butt cracks i mean i did when i was um coming back from peru mm. we had like a, an hour and a half flight from uh cuzco back to lima and that was when I took my opportunity to listen to a Wrestle Ramble podcast from while I was away. It was a SmackDown review with Ollie and P. Actually, I think it was a Raw review. And all it was was 10 minutes of Randy Andy Datsun talking about Splashback. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, this podcast has fallen apart without mm, me being there. It's gone to S. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally. Yes, quite literally. It's, Almost immediately gone it's to. It's gone down the toilet. Mm. Quite literally. Um, right, let's have some more emails. I think I'm going to have a Rusev, hey? Uh, this one comes in from Andy, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, but not Randy Datsun. Sorry, not, not, not you, Pete. It's unfortunate, that. <laughs> None for Chopper, Pete. A quick Rusev, hey, for you. I'm currently doing some architectural design work for Sheffield United to make their stadium Premier League compliant should they get promoted. I was asking, uh, I was asked to go to a meeting and stay to watch the match from the director's box. I was on my own as my contact was dealing with match day operations before the game began. I took my seat and in the empty row in front of me sat Mick Foley. He was a guest or striker Billy Sharp who used the mandible claw as a celebration earlier in the series. Oh, he was a guest of striker Billy Sharp who used the mandible claw as a celebration earlier in the season. I went up to him and I said I didn't want to bother him, but I was a big fan. He shook my hand and was very polite before someone came and took him to his actual seat. Before I could ask for a photo, or re I'd even say I'd worn my leopard print tires and homage to Cactus Jack's boots. Although he did tell me to have a nice day. I've been a big fan of the podcast for over a year now, and if Sheffield United do get promoted and my work progresses, I will become a Patreon backer. Keep up the good work. I like uh, Striker Billy Sharp as a whole name. Yeah. That would be a great wrestler name. Another great the wrestler Striker name. Billy Sharp. The Striker Billy Sharp. I like, I like it. it, mate. Um, so. Actually, Andy followed up with an email. So that was sent to us back in March, which I'm sure we must have read. And now he sent me another one. Oh, Pete's nodding, so he clearly remembers that email. I recognize the email. When you're reading it, I always feel like, I feel like we've heard this one before. And do you know why I didn't think I'd read it out? Because when it was emailed to me, because when I, once I've read an email, I archive it. And obviously this was emailed back. It was in the same email chain. And it was just sat in my inbox. And I was like, oh, my God. Why not read out this email? Did this one just like slip through the cracks? But thank you. No, apparently well, I did read this one out before. Oh, but now we've got to, now we've got a follow up <laughs> to it. He just says hello all. Just a uh, quick follow up from the below email. Quick recap: I met Mick Foley while doing some architectural work for Sheffield United. I ended my last email with dot dot dot. If Sheffield United get promoted and my work progresses, I will become a Patreon backer. However, shortly after this, the club turned heel and decided to use a different company. Bracket political reasons. Oh. Oh. 
I was doing work for another club that got promoted, but a similar thing happened, and a third club I was working for while did not get promoted, so the works didn't progress. I'm starting to feel a bit like Samoa Joe of architecture. Start with amazing promo, do some decent drawings, and then don't quite get the belt. Anyway, whilst work didn't quite reach the heights I was hoping, I have just signed up to be a $10 Patreon backer. Thank you for all the consistent work, and if you ever want any designs doing it in your offices, please feel free to give me a shout. Best regards, Andrew. Legend. Legend, mate. Well, congratulations to you, even if you keep have getting, had... If you keep getting rolled up from the Coquina clutch. <laughs> just Again! watch out for... Again! Again! How do I keep... Falling? Maybe I should just change my finisher. <laughs> yeah. That's why he started doing that Samoan slam thing yeah. he was doing. <laughs> yeah, any, anything else. I can't get rolled up from this, can I, Ricochet? Go back to the muscle buster, man. Yeah. But it's a bit of a shame, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this one comes in from Glenn, who has titled it a hopefully not so rambling thank you. It says, greetings, Luke, Ola, Chopper, Pete, that totally trustworthy Laurie, and the rest of the WrestleTalk crew. Yes, even you, Randy. I'm writing this in because some uh, something you said a few weeks ago. Well, I can't remember the episode exactly. I'm pretty sure it was a Saturday show. Someone had asked another Wrestle uh, whether WrestleTalk would ever consider dropping WWE content and just cover AEW and the indie scene, to which you responded with various reasons as to why WrestleTalk couldn't do that, because a lot more people follow WWE and you'd lose in the long run. But that wasn't the reason I'm writing in, because you also said there are people who are loyal WWE fans, and by just recognizing that was welcoming. When it comes to the wrestling circles, it sometimes feels that being a WWE fan is like being a minority, as everyone seems to be hating on the company, for perfectly good reasons. I won't deny it, but sometimes it feels a little much, and just acknowledging that there are actual fans who look forward to watching Raw and SmackDown every week, it just made me appreciate Yarl even more. Keep up the good consistent work, and I hope this isn't too long of an email. It really, really wasn't. Uh, he's from the Discord. He is uh, Derek Moore's number one fan. Uh, P.S. Derek Moore is the black referee on the main roster who has been working for the 24-7 title recently. Also the best referee on the roster at the moment. That's from Glenn. Most well-traveled of the referees on the main roster at the moment as well. Particularly. Uh, this one comes in from Jesse, um, who said, Hello, Luke. I just wanted to let you know, uh, everyone behind the scenes of Rest Talk, uh, I know personally, I'll be coming a pledge hammer next week. And this was sent seven days ago, so mm -hmm. that must be very soon. I also wanted to let you guys know the reasons why. I've regularly followed Rest Talk since early 2016, watching Ollie yell wrestling news at me during my graveyard shit while also attending university full-time, while also becoming a dad for the first time. Oh, this channel has grown so much. I grew up watching WWE from the late 90s at six years old. I stopped for a bit until I found your wrestling channel. YouTube has become a constant positive in my life. Sorry, WrestleTalk has become a constant positive in my life. I see something T. I always instantly assume it's me doing YouTube shorthand where I just do YT. WrestleTalk has become a constant positive in my life and on days where I would be up for 30 plus hours, your channel kept me awake and in high spirits because uh, like Ollie, I love comedy and this channel is gold. My daughter is now three years old today and she loves watching wrestling with me. Um, however, with all that said, my other two main reasons for becoming a Pledgehammer next week is to see what names you end up giving me and also to join Wrestle League. Thank you for your time if this gets read. Thank you to everyone at WrestleTalk for being awesome. Best regards for a lovely time with the boys. It's from Jesse. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Uh, let's have a look. Let's, uh, Patreon. I've got a Patreon um, document that's got all the names on there. Mm. So, if you, I mean, if you're unaware, if you're one of our $25 and above backers, that's when you get given a wrestling name and you get a shout-out in the uh, podcast. But uh, I don't know if you've got on board as of yet because I don't remember seeing your name when I was filling out the form earlier this week. So, maybe... 
He hasn't joined just yet. Maybe next week. Maybe, maybe next week, mate. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Uh, to look forward to having you on board. Um, right, I suppose we probably better get out of here because we are running out of time. In fact, actually, um, producer Pete has just given me the wrap-up symbol to let me know that I am running over. And if I'm just going to keep talking now, Pete, just to it's stress you fra- out further, Frantically mate. pressing it. <laughs> God, God. The wrap-up sing- signal being him sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking longer now, actually, I think. I think everyone sweats profusely in this room, though, Laurie. So. I'm, I'm perfectly cool. <laughs> Debatable. Too cool for school. I'm actually sweating a lot. But I think that might just be from the falafel wrap that I had for oh, lunch. Oh, yeah, you went to the van. That is always a mistake. And it was uh, funny enough... You know did you go to the van, Pete? No? No, I brought in my own lunch today. Simon's also, Simon also went to the van, so there is a chance of at least two of us... Uh, Exploding at some point. <laughs> I um I'd forgot my lunch today, so I had to go to the van. Yeah. And actually, just two weeks ago, I said to Pete, "No, I'm going to the van again. I'll never go I'm to never going to that van again." And I, f- I fell on my. To be honest, there's been a fiver. Hoisted by your own petard. There's been a fiver attached to my ridge that I've been dying to spend at, <laughs> the, at the van. And every yeah. time I look at that fiver on my ridge wall, I thought that'll go on the van. The, pro- the problem, I, the problem I have with the van is that the things from the van taste like van. They don't taste like the food that you've bought. It's not like you go, can I have a chicken wrap, please? It tastes like van because he cooks everything on the same bit of van. Well, you see, that's why I get the falafel because they're deep fried then. Yeah. And then you just get the delicious taste of hummus, mm, okay. which is delightful. Could bring in hummus. <laughs> well, I could have done. You're absolutely right. You could bring in, you could bring in all the ingredients for that. Sorry, Pete's, uh, Pete's, Pete's again lo- signaling. Pete's losing oh, it. Pete is losing his back in. <laughs> he li- he uh, actually just tapped his wrist like he like, was Sonic the Hedgehog. You hear it loudly. I'm waiting. It's one minute to three, <laughs> yeah, and we're going on for three. Well, loads of time, Pete. What are you stressing <laughs> what about, mate? It's, it's now exactly three o'clock. Okay, well, now maybe we should get out of here then. Nah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we won't have a magazine show this week because it is live stream mania. Ollie and I will be live streaming NXT TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam. So please do check us out for those. But we will have Wrestle Ramble episodes going up, reviewing in full TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam, as well as Raw, SmackDown and NXT next week. So heck of a lot of content. Very sorry. We will get to all your mailbag questions eventually, though. I swear we will do it. Maybe we'll do it as like a bonus episode or something. I can only do that when Ollie's not here, though, because otherwise he never signs it off. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. All right, Pete, calm down. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market